eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 41. Tyone wins one. Don't forget to listen. Download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. All right, Crowley, let's get into a little bit of the off the field news. Yeah, it was uh, Jordan Bastion tweeted out today Christopher Morell taking some ground balls at first base. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's this is what I was concerned about. He's not getting a lot of playing time. And uh, I'm sure this is just a way to kind of see, you know, if, if, if he can learn another position, just another opportunity to try and get his bat in. Well, based on the production at first base, you can't blame the Cubs for checking that out. But I, I, I wonder if you, instead of doing that, if you were really thinking about not playing Mervis and Mancini as much, why not put wisdom over at first base and let Morrell play third? It's a good question. I, it, I feel like that they really want run prevention, and I feel that I'm not sure that they feel that Morrell's over wisdom. I can't think Wisdom and Morell are that different at that position as far as – I mean, you could. that's what they're trying to sell me when they put uh, Master Boney in the lineup, okay? They're trying to sell us that he's going to play defense. So that's fine, but he doesn't need to bat lead off that. Right, right. But I think that, you know, the question is, is that the Cubs at some point in time have to start thinking trade deadline. You and I have talked about possible Stroman extensions, but there's other, you know, there's a trade possibility there at some point. Do you, if, if the season, you can't keep treading water. That's why tonight's start with Hendricks is a big one. You need to start winning series. You need to start climbing back into this one to show Jed that he needs to be a buyer and not a seller. And so I just look at this right now and say to myself, um, I'm really just hoping that the Cubs can, you know, string some wins together. But if they don't, let's say Trey Mancini gets traded. You know what I mean? Then you can possibly put Morell at first is my thinking. Also, Crowley, as we're recording this, it is Monday. It's June the 5th. It's 2023. And on this day in 1985, Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah, look at I got my Save Ferris shirt. They had that. If you watch on uh, the score on YouTube, the subscribe to the YouTube cha- score channel on YouTube. Uh, today's the day. This is kind of funky. A baseball perspective. A, a few years ago, uh, Larry Granillo figured out what game Ed Rooney watched from the counter at the pizza joint. Do you remember that when when yeah. when Principal Rooney comes in, he says, "What's the score? Zero zero. Who's winning? The Bears." The Just Bears. a cla- classic scene. And what they ended up figuring it out was that from the game, it was a game that was played on June 5th, 1985. 
They were ev- they were eventually able to figure it out. 11 inning pop out by the Braves, Claudel Washington. And so if you remember the movie, uh, Ferris catches the foul ball and then and Mr. Rooney just misses seeing it. But the scene wasn't filmed that day. That was just the, the call you heard from Harry Carey. Them actually sitting at the game was technically September 24th, 1985, but I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, classic movie. Got to make sure if your kids haven't seen it, maybe uh, get a rainy summer day, get in front of the TV. I'm sure it's on all the on-demand services we all have right now. All right, let's talk about some roster moves, some injury report. On Saturday, we got a little bit more official of the Justin Steele news. Yep, no surprise, 15-day IL, and that's the forearm strain, so that's what they say is the issue right now. We're going to keep our fingers crossed, retroactive June 1st. But this was a surprise move, Dustin, because Miguel Amaya was called up. Now, obviously, Miguel really made a strong impression on the team when he came up earlier when Jan Gomes was in concussion protocol. Uh, in 28 games so far with AA Tennessee and Iowa, he's hitting 294, 431, 565 with 10 doubles and five homers. So, I mean, clearly he's playing really well. It's just a question of on this team, can you go with three catchers considering all the needs they have? And so uh, Ross was asked, he said, Miggy earned the ability to get another call up with how he performed last time, putting himself on the map and filling in while Jan was down was really important. He did a really nice job of coming in and proving what we believed for a long time. He's well on the way of becoming an everyday big leaguer and just another opportunity that presented itself for him to come in and impact us and help win ball games. So I have I mean, no problem with it right now. I mean, until somebody, until they get to have a need in the bullpen, if, uh, if West Nisky can, uh, slide into steel spot, I have no problem with this right now. Yep. I, I have a lot of people that always kind of tweet suggestions at me or things to say. And the one thing I will caution is don't be quick to cut Barnhart. Okay. Just because, you know, David Ross puts them in some crappy lineups when Barnhart is in the lineup, that means you should have a stronger offense around right. him. And it seems he, like the pitchers love him. Right. The pitchers love him and Miguel Amaya love him to death. Uh, he, he was, again, one of the top prospects. Injuries affected him. So if you lose Barnhart, that's it. He's gone. And so you, you just I just feel like people sometimes undervalue the role of the catcher. You know, not the hitting part, but everything else they undervalue. I mean, you know, the next guy up, if something were to happen to Maya and you got rid of Tucker Barnhart is Dom Nunez. And that doesn't make me very confident. I think there are great catchers in the Cubs system and they'll be coming up shortly. We talked about one of them with Sam Wiederhoff with Moises Ballesteros. Um, You know, there's a lot of good guys, Pablo Aliendo in double a lot, lot of great catchers in the system. I'm just going to say, you know, right now I wouldn't be that quick to get rid of Tucker Barnhart, but if Miguel Amaya is up, I'd love to see him catch some and I'd love to see him DH much more than some other guys. Right. Cody Bellinger took a little uh, BP in San Diego, did a little bit of running, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime soon. Nah, he said the idea of him coming back for this road trip is too aggressive, you know, undecided if he's going to do a minor league stint. Uh, Bellinger said it's definitely frustrating, but I think once I come back, I'm still pretty confident that I'm going to be where I was. I feel good. I still feel strong. I'm able to do quite a bit in workouts. It's only the extension. So I'm pretty confident once I'm come back, I can play how I want to play. So here's hoping, right? Here's hoping. So Crowley, after winning the first two of the three games against the Padres, let's take a look at where the Cubs are in the standings. Yeah, looking right now, the Cubs are in third place at 26 and 32. They're 5.5 games back of the Brewers. 
Everybody in this division, this is literally just stagnant right now. Milwaukee's in first at 32 and 27, but they're five and five in their last 10. Pittsburgh, 31 and 27. They're only 0.5 back, so they're not going away. They got a five game win streak going, so look out for Pittsburgh. The Cubs, again, that four and six, they're 5.5 games back. Cincinnati is on a four game losing streak, so they went from hot to cold real quick. They're now below the Cubs. And then every time we think, you know, I think we just have PTSD of all those years that the Cardinals do some devil magic and come back to do something amazing. They're still in the basement at 25 and 35, 10 games under 500 and 7.5 games back on a three game losing streak. So I don't know. All right, Crowley, the Cubs, after they wrap up against the Padres, they uh, move over to the Angels for three games. And uh, we did find out that the uh, Cubs are going to avoid Shohei Otani, at least from a pitching standpoint. Woo. So if you take a look at the, at the last season, the Angels were a disaster. They had a strong start, but then they lost 12 straight games. And former Cubs skipper Joe Madden was fired and replaced by former Cub Phil Nevin in early June. Don't forget Joe Madden will be at Club 400 for a party that won't suck. But after a slight bounce back, the Angels continued their losing ways. They finished up 73-89. and 89. So in the offseason, they added left-handed pitcher Tyler Anderson, who the Cubs will see. Infielder Brandon Drury, Cub fans are familiar with him. Right-handed pitcher Carlos Estevez. Outfielder Brett Phillips. Third baseman Gio Urshela and right fielder Hunter Redfro. So a lot of familiar names on there. They did lose Michael Lorenzen, but right now the Angels are currently in third in the AL West behind Texas and Houston. So tough division there. But get the uh, Dustin, I always think about like how COVID screwed things up. The last time the Cubs played the Angels was 2019, and the Cubs took two or three from the LA. But they've only played the Angels 17 times since interleague started and have 11 and six record against LA. Just one of those teams you don't see that often, you know. Well, hopefully the uh, good news keeps on going. Then, if they've got an 11 six record, let's uh, hope for another two out of three. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, when we talk about the pitching probables, the Angels are using their off day to give Shohei Otani some rest, so the Cubs won't have to face him. So when we take a look at the probables, this is what we got so far. We got Hayden Wesniski for the Cubs. He's got a two and two record, um, and and his ERA now is currently at four eighty one versus Tyler Anderson, two and one with a five forty seven ERA. When we took a look, Hayden came up. Uh, remember, he was kind of a surprise call up, and what they ended up doing with Hayden is that when this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Uh, Justin Steele had the forearm issues. He came in and I thought he looked really good against Tampa Bay. He went 3.2 innings. He gave up one hit, one earned run, two walks and four strikeouts. Uh, You know, I, like I said, that was the question if he should have, you know, faced one more batter or not, but didn't happen. But I thought that to me, that was the best that Hayden Wisniewski had looked in a long, long time that at least in my picture, in my opinion, I don't know what you, you know, 
We, yep, I thought he looked we great. Thought that. Yep, he looked uh, he looked fantastic. Now we just hope he can do it from a starting, you know, starting from Jump Street instead of coming in kind of mid game. The Cubs are going to be facing Tyler Anderson. He's a lefty, so you know, hopefully, the you know, thankfully the Cubs hopefully won't have that left handed lineup out there. Uh, <laughs> but if you're taking a look there, the last time they played the White Sox, and uh, what's the last time Anderson started? He went four innings pitch, gave up six hits, six earned runs, two walks and three K's. He had a much better start the start before a week before in Boston. Uh, he went six innings pitch, gave up five hits, one earned run. And then against Baltimore on the 18th, he went five innings pitch, gave up six hits, three earned runs, two walks and two K's. So, uh, you know, looks like that's going to be a pretty good matchup. I think as far as I don't see either team having that much of a, an advantage. Now, you were talking about the next big start for Jamison Tyone. Well, absolutely right, Dustin. It's going to be this one. This is this series makes me nervous because I don't like how the staff lines up. You know what I mean? Um, when you're looking at Jamison Tyone here, he's uh, one in three. He got that ERA down to 705. And so that win against San Diego, 4.2, he gave up one earned runs. And again, I thought that Cincinnati start, the line doesn't look great at 4.2 innings pitch, six hits, four earned runs. I just thought he looked better than he had in yep. the past so look better yep let's kind of hope that he can kind of continue rolling and uh get that going now the cubs are going to face jaime barrera who's two and two with a 159 era and so like i said i just i just don't like how this lines up really well but when you take a look at barrera uh Berea, he is right now he's two and two in his last start against the white Sox, he went five innings pitch what gave a four hits one earned run three walks six k's Against Miami, he uh, he only went one inning. He gave up one hit and two walks. So it looked like he came out of the bullpen in that start right there. So I don't know that much about uh, Jamie Barrera, but, you know, he started some games for them, not too many. It looks like he just started his first one on May 22nd against Boston and then came out of the pen against Miami and then started again for the White Sox. So it looks like he's spot starting here, and it doesn't look like he's gone any time, any time past five innings. So... I think for the Cubs, it would be it would benefit them to have a real patient approach, you know. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but I, I don't mind them facing a guy that's you know making a spot start, kind of in an uncomfortable spot for him. That that could be a good thing for the Cubs. Yeah, let, let's hope. As long as you have a good approach, patient approach, I think that'll benefit them. Uh, I'm really looking for a good start. I feel like I haven't seen like really really good Smiley. I think I've seen average Smiley lately. Uh, against San Diego, 5.2. He only gave up third, three earned runs against Cincinnati. It almost feels like that whole Cincinnati, you could throw that whole series out. That was such garbage. 4.2 innings pitch, seven hits, and five earned runs in that one. But before that, against the Mets, he went five innings, four hits, two earned runs. So I'm looking to get a little length out of him, and hopefully he, he pitches a little bit better than he has been lately. That's, you know, that's what you hope for. And then this is one, though, that he's facing Reed Detmers, who, who's 0-5 with a 5-15 Go get him. Go so, get him. Yep, go get him. Let, let, let's hope, like you said, this is a guy that that clearly has had his struggles last time out against Houston, five innings pitch, he gave up four earned runs. Against Miami, five innings pitch, three earned runs. And against Minnesota, 5.2 innings. So this is another guy that doesn't seem to go really deep into games yet. So you know, the, the trick is right now, get into that bullpen early and hopefully wear them down. And the Cubs will be able to, you know, I'm looking at all the games he started in the month of May so far, he hasn't gone past the 5.2 innings. So, you know, try to try to wear these guys down, get to the bullpen and then hopefully do some damage. All right. Before the predictions, Crawley, let's get into hot and not. 
Who is hot for the Cubs? How about the new daily double of Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner? With Dansby Swanson lately, six hits in his last 17 at bats, one home run, three RBIs. He's slashing 353, 421, 588. And Nico Horner, the leadoff man, David Ross, if you're listening, the leadoff man is five for his last 18. He's got three walks as well. He's slashing 278, 381, 500. Um, as far as not for the Cubs, you know, guys, I, I was cautious about calling these kids up and all three of them, Mervis Morrell and Rios are really struggling. If you're taking a look here, they have a combined 16 at bats and no hits. So that is not great. The only thing I will say is that Christopher Morrell, the last couple of times is starting to draw walks. And when he does that and he can start being patient, same stuff we used to talk about with Javi Baez. That's when they have to come into him. And once you come into Christopher Morrell, it doesn't take much for him to launch one. Yeah. And Nico, yeah, Nico's been okay. Uh, Ian Happ's been eh as well lately. So a couple of these guys need to get going, no doubt about it. You just wouldn't think that all the AAA guys would be bad at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's tough, you know, like you said, uh, you know, Ian's doing okay. He, he continues to get on base, continues to draw walks, but as far as the hits in the RBIs, you'd like to see more. Say has really kind of been struggling as well. Not, I didn't put him in the cold because he, you know, he's at 222 on average, 300 OBP, 278 slug. But, uh, you know, he's, you know, there's a couple guys that are kind of a little bit slow that you'd like to see, but that's the thing, you know, when you got Nico and Dansby going and maybe then you got Saya and, and, uh, you know, somebody else, Ian Happ a little bit lower, you just can't have everybody hurting at the same time. Exactly right. All right, let's get into uh, who's doing okay for the Angels. For the Angels, look out for left fielder Taylor Ward right now. He's got uh, 10 hits in his last 26 at-bats with two home runs, five RBIs. That's a slash line of 385, 407, 654. And then there's Mr. Shohei Otani, nine for his last 25 with three home runs, eight RBIs. He is slashing 360, 407, 880. Do not let this guy beat you, please. <laughs> and Gio well, Urshela, the, yeah, I mean, we always you, you always know that Otani is probably going to be in the hot category, but in the cold category, it's Mike Trout. You got to keep that guy cooled off. Yeah, two for his last twenty-two. Again, he does have a home run and three RBIs, but eight strikeouts to three walks. His slash line point oh ninety-one point two thirty-one point two twenty-seven. So you know. Like I said, hopefully he stays cold because when you have Otani and Trout hot, it is not a fun. And and we talked about just just ask the White Sox, right? We talked about how the Angels picked up uh, Gio Urshela at third base. He's another guy to kind of watch for. That kind of makes me a little bit nervous. So just kind of keep your eye out for that guy. All right, Crowley, prediction time. Uh, You want to go first? (sighs) You don't sound very confident. I'll tell you that right now. I don't feel very confident on it. I'm going to go the Cubs take one of three. I like the Drew Smiley start. Yeah, I'm going to go two out of three. I'm going to uh, I'm going to invest in uh, Jamison Tyone again. I'm going to believe that he's going to put uh, a couple of good back-to-back games. I'm going I'm going two for three, and part of it's also because Mike Trout's ice cold right now. Yeah, you know, it just I, I get a little, this Cubs offense is, is very much what we predicted. You know what I mean? Like they'll have one game where they have an outburst, like they did the other night. And then all of a sudden they'll have a game where they get three hits and you're just like, what, what the heck? So it's just the consistency of the offense worries me. And, and, and again, you have two guys in West Niski and Tyone who still have a lot to prove this season. So I, I don't like how it matches up, but I, I could see him went into a three, but I think, you know, on the road, 
I think it's a little bit tougher. So I'm, that's why I went one and three. All right, that's a wrap. Crowley's got the uh, Cubs winning one of three from the Angels. I've got them winning two of three. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow on the socials, Fly the W on Facebook, Fly the W on Instagram. You can email us, Fly the W670 Gmail. And now, as your Crowley mentioned earlier, you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. We're going to keep going through this West Coast trip together. If you can't catch all the games, you can follow us on the socials and you'll get all the information there. And you can be happy when you see it in the morning and you can say, Go Cubs!